0: Tequila is a distilled beverage made from the blue guave plant, primarily in the area surrounding the city of Tequila, 40 miles northwest of Guadalajara and in the Jaliscan highlands of the central western Mexican state of Jalisco. The red volcanic soils in the region of Tequila are well-suited for growing the Blue Aguave, and more than 300 million plants are harvested each year. It takes 8 to 12 years for the Blue Aguave plant to mature enough to make Tequila. Get ready to take your clothes off, folks, as we take a virtual shot of one of the most famous alcoholic drinks on the planet Earth on this episode of Micro Break. <laughs> This is MicroBreak, a podcast for humans with the attention span of a goldfish, where I share my thoughts, wisdom, and humor on a wide range of topics from yesterday to today. I'm your host, Michael J. Mayone. Get ready to take a micro break from the madness with me. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of MicroBreak. I'm, of course, your host, Michael J. Mayone. Yes, it's me again. You're probably thinking I'm drinking tequila right now, the way I'm acting. But this is just me all the time. High on life. You know what I'm saying? High on life. Well, occasionally a shot here and there. So why am I doing an entire episode on tequila? Why did I pick tequila? You guys know me. You know me if you listen to me. I'm always talking about bourbons and whiskeys and beer and the Beer in Front podcast. Host Dave was on my show recently. By the way, if you haven't listened to that one yet, that was last week. And you missed an amazing one. Because we, we the chemistry, it was amazing. Uh, so Dave, thanks again for being on the show. But now we're going to talk about a completely different alcoholic beverage called tequila. Now, growing up, we used to call it tequilia. And I can go on and on about the history because the episode is titled The History of Tequila. But of course, I really want to talk about my personal experiences with the beverage. By the way, let me tell you how this episode came to be. So I've been traveling and I was down in Dallas, Texas at a hotel. So I was at a bar in the lobby and I wanted a shot of tequila. And I saw a bottle of 1800 on the shelf and I said, bartender. Well, I didn't say bartender. They just came to me and said, what can I get you? Isn't that the most popular, most common line a bartender says? What can I get you? I don't know, a million bucks. What do you mean alcohol wise i'll take a shot of tequila 1800 so i called it cuervo 1800 and that's when it went downhill folks i said cuervo 1800 she goes no you mean 1800 i said no cuervo 1800 and then she grabs the bottle and she shows it to me i said yeah cuervo 1800 she goes all right whatever you want a single or a double i'm thinking you bitch but i <laughs> I, I didn't say it because She could have still spit in the drink, you know, she was right in front of me. So I just let her do a little thing and I looked it up afterwards because I was so fired up and I hate to be wrong when I want to be right. I don't want to be right if drinking you is wrong. I don't know. I'm just making this shit up. So let's think about this. Cuervo 1800. This is what I wrote. I I went in on Google and I went Cuervo 1800. I'm actually typing it right now. See if we can recreate it. So yeah, it comes right up. Boom. 1,800, there's a silver and there's a resposito, which is the gold. So she had the 1,800 silver on the shelf and I got the pour, finally, and I walked away and I said, well, I can't be wrong about this. I've been drinking this shit my entire life, not my entire life, since I was legally allowed to drink. So 1,800 tequila is a Mexican brand of tequila owned by by the Beckman family, who also owns, you ready for this? Drum roll. <laughs> Jose Cuervo tequila. That's it. It's 100% Blue Aguave tequila, and it's bottled in Jalisco. Now, Jalisco is actually spelled J-A-L-I-S-C-O. Remember, when you see the J, think of oh, Jalisco. Did you hear in the intro when I said, get ready to take your clothes off? That's from a tequila song. And by the way, speaking of songs, I do want to give credit to the intro music. I got the rights to use that version of Tequila, which was originally recorded by the Champs way back in 1958. But the version you heard that I found was from YouTube. And that particular version was from a band called AFA, a metal band. and. This fella gave me the rights to use a song. So thank you very much. And the link to the entire song will be in the show notes. (laughs) And the link to the entire song will be in the show notes below, as I always do. So what can we possibly learn about tequila that we don't already know? Well, the fact of the matter is we know very little about tequila that particular alcoholic beverage. So I did a little research. I did a little digging, try to find out a little bit more about this amazing drink. It's one of those alcohols that's not sweet. Many alcohols have a sweetness to them. Even scotches and whiskeys have a sweetness, but tequila is more of a savory drink and yes you can have a margarita and have a sugar rim most people do a salt rim you can have it frozen or on the rocks i hate mixes unless it's absolutely fresh like fresh lime juice maybe a little salsa, salsa. but the way i drink my tequila is just a couple of rocks to wake it up make it chilled and a little tiny salt on the rim they always drop a lime in every single freaking time. I never ask for a lime and they throw it in. It's like the lime always comes with the Corona beer. It seems like everything from Mexico. Think about it. Both liquor, water, food, I mean guacamole, anything. It always has lime in it. There's just lime everywhere. Lime and corn. Lime and corn. <laughs> so when we come back on the second half, and if I'm not too drunk, I will continue with this episode on the history of tequila, and we're going to get into the Aguave plant that makes it all possible, right after this. Hi, my name is Dave Zalatoris, and I'm the host of the Beer In Front podcast. My podcast is just enjoying the beer that's in front of you. Sometimes we forget about a classic beer while we focus on the new trendy thing. So what I try to do each week is to enjoy an old-school classic beer or have a beer that has potential to be a classic as well. I'll also talk about the events of the day. I'll add my spin to things. And each week, there are people that really annoy me, and I'll call them out as jagoffs. That's Beer in Front, wherever podcasts are available. yes, we're back with the second half of Micro Break, and we are talking about tequila. Tequila. Yeah, it's catchy. Remember Pee Wee Herman and Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure when he dances that bizarre Pee Wee Herman dance on the bar to the song Tequila from the Champs? Tequila pops up everywhere, but it wouldn't be possible. It would not be a drink without the blue agave plant that makes tequila. And let me tell you something, folks. It takes 8 to 12 years for that plant to mature enough to even make tequila because it's made from the heart. The blue agave plant called the piña, like a piña, piña. You can find uh, piñas from seven years to nine years. That is like the common or the average that we use for tequilas. So you can have an idea from 60 kilos, we can get eight liters of tequila. So it's not that much and we need so many. And so this is part of the deal of having a good product at the end in your hand. It's part of the process. It's made from the plant called the piña, like a piña colada. You ever have one of those? Well, they're mostly made with rum, but anyhow, unrelated. They primarily weigh up to 200 pounds when they're harvested. That's crazy. And a lot of people think it's kind of like a cactus, the blue guave plant. You won't believe this, but it's actually from the lily family. You can look this up yourself. So there's a lot to learn about this liquid drink. Now, why is it always associated with sex? That's what I want to figure out. Kind of like marijuana. Kind of melds you out. Hey, hey, hey you're looking good Night, night. Yeah, yeah, let's have some tequila. Yeah, I grew up with tequila, and I used to drink two fingers. How about that one for a brand? Cuervo, Cuervo Especial, 1800, two fingers. I'm not a fancy guy, I don't need the fancy ones, Patron, Don Julio, and all those. I mean, they're nice if somebody wants to buy me a shot, I'll take it. But I don't need the fancy, expensive stuff. As we're getting close to the end of this episode, because this is Micro Break, that's where you are, I gotta keep reminding you, because you might have been smoking some weed and doing some shots of tequila, or tequilia, and uh, you have no idea what the frig you're doing right now. And you're my kind of audience. That's why I love you. So check this out. 1000 BC to 200 AD, the Aztecs ferment agave. And so tequila didn't start out as like the shot of choice. It didn't even start out as tequila like we know it today. The Aztecs prized a fermented drink known as palco, which was using the sap of the agave plant. 1400s and 1500s, the Spanish distill agave. While there are multiple theories on the beginnings of agave distillation, a common telling involves the Spanish invasion and primitive mud stills. Stills made in the mud. There's like a photo at liquor.com. You're going to have the link, folks, so don't. Don't bother looking it up now. I'm going to hook you up because you might be driving. You're going to crash. That'll suck. So now you're smoking weed, drinking tequila, and surfing the Internet. What the hell kind of audience have I created? (laughs) (laughs) Moving on a little bit. How about the 1700s to 1800s? Modern tequila is born. That's like fanfare music. That's the best you're going to get on a budget. The Cuervo family. Here we go. Who everyone knows and loves. I love that. Why not? <laughs> you know, I don't really like those Cuervos down the road. They're a bunch of jerks. Uh, uh, he'll give you free tequila? Oh, well, in that case, uh, tell him to come on over let's have a party. (laughs) Let's have a party. The Cuervos are welcome over anytime, anytime at all. This is like a terrible half Mexican, half American accent I'm using. Check this out. The Cuervo family, who everyone knows and loves, began commercially distilling tequila in 1758. Are you shitting me? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool history right there. So 1936, a little bit more modern times here, folks. The margarita is invented. Margarita. Oh, that's my Maria. How about wasted away again in Margaritaville. Everybody loved Buffett. Every song's about drinking and eating. How can you not love Jimmy Buffett? And I'm in New Jersey and they got the shore. And So the margarita is invented in 1936 and was the case with rye whiskey from Canada during the Prohibition, tequila also found a home among American scuffles. (laughs) Unable to get their hands on much beyond second-rate whiskey and bathtub gin, drinkers in the U.S. began taking advantage of Mexico's sweet agave nectar, not to mention the more than 100 bars in Tijuana that were plentiful with drink and easy to access. Come in. Come in here. You can see the pretty girls dancing in nude and have a shot of tequila. But for you, we make a special margarita and it's delicious. Just another tequila sunrise. There's another song. The Eagles. Holy crap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned a little bit about tequila. I guarantee half the episode, you were already drunk or you were dying to finish the episode so you can go out and get yourself a shot of tequila or make a nice margarita. I'm Michael J. Mayone, your host. Please follow me on Twitter at micro underscore break. Rate and review the show. Boy, oh boy, is that important. I can't stress it enough. Don't just listen to me and walk away. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more content like this, please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.